0: Alright, good afternoon everyone. Uh, Thank you for being here. Uh, My name is Chief Sean Barnes, S-H-O-N-B-A-R-N-E-S. I'm the Chief of Police for the Madison, uh, Wisconsin Police Department. Um, I want to begin by extending our unwavering support for our survivor and for her full recovery. You have the full support of the Madison community and the Madison Police Department. You are strong and you are the very definition of courage. This case will not be complete until this cowardly attacker receives the justice that he deserves. I want to thank everyone who provided support for our survivor and for the selfless public servants of the Madison Police Department who work tirelessly to solve this case. Your dedication has not gone unnoticed To the great Madison community. 72 hours ago I notified you that a member of our public was violently attacked while walking in the area of West Wilson and Bedford Street. We now know that this attack was physical and sexual in nature. The suspect in this case is Brandon A. Thompson. Thompson is a black male. He is 26 years of age. He is 6'1 and he weighs 210 pounds approximately. Our investigation revealed that Thompson was mobile in a dark colored sedan and was wearing a long sleeve, black hooded sweatshirt and dark jeans. It is important to note that Thompson was stopped by the Fitzburg Police Department in the early morning hours of 1 a.m. approximately. Through the use of body-worn camera footage, we were able to confirm that Thompson was the driver of the vehicle and the clothing worn by Thompson matches several public space cameras, which captured him on foot, walking behind our victim just prior to the assault. I would like to extend special thanks to the Fitchburg Police Department for providing their body-worn camera footage. It was very valuable in this case. Our investigation revealed that Thompson was at the scene of the crime as evidenced by a witness during our initial canvas. Thompson told this witness that he had quote, just found our survivor pretending to be an innocent bystander. We now know that he refused to stay on scene and immediately left in his vehicle, which was parked nearby. Because of this, we were not able to make contact with him on the night of the attack. During the past two days, Our officers, detectives, forensic investigators, and professional staff work diligently to solve this case. Assistant Chief Paige Valenta is the commander of our Investigative Services Bureau. She will provide a few additional details on our investigative process. Please keep in mind that no investigation is complete simply with probable cause arrests. We're still going to go through every detail every detail of this case until there is nothing left to do. We owe that to our survivor and we owe that to the Madison community. Chief Valenta.
1: Good afternoon. My name is Paige Valenta and I'm the Assistant Chief of Investigative Services. Since this attack occurred, members of the Madison Police Department have been working around the clock to identify the person responsible for this violent attack. As this investigation unfolded, it became evident that video evidence would play an important role in the investigation. In fact, video that we received from the community proved to be a linchpin in the investigation. As a result of this video, detectives were able to read a license plate that directly led to the identification of Brandon Thompson as the perpetrator of this assault. But video is not the only source of evidence in this case. Detailed witness statements, crime scene analysis, and biological evidence proved to be instrumental. It is fair to say that this investigation is still closer to the beginning its end. Investigators are still pouring through additional video, processing evidence, and taking statements. There is still much to be done. I would like to thank our law enforcement partners for their ongoing assistance during this investigation. UWPD, Fitchburg PD, the Wisconsin State Crime Lab, the Victim Witness Unit of the Dane County District Attorney's Office, Rape Crisis, and a local hospital, to name a few. I would also like to extend my gratitude to every community member who sent a security video, who called in suspicious activity, who made statements. Without you, MPD would not have made the steady investigative progress that led to an arrest. It is also important to take a moment to remember the survivor of this brutal attack. Her life is forever changed. Her family's life is forever changed. We will continue to work hard to ensure that Mr. Thompson is held fully accountable in a court of law for the heinous act that he perpetrated. Thank you.
2: Good afternoon. I'm Kristen Roman, and I'm Chief of Police at the University of Wisconsin-Madison Police Department. I appreciate the opportunity to share a few words with you this afternoon. First and foremost, I'd like to express my continued concern for the victim, her family, and those close to her. While there is certainly relief in knowing that with this arrest, any further violence by this same individual has been prevented, I also recognize that sexual violence in all its forms causes lasting harm and so our focus remains with our student and the significant healing process still ahead of her. As members in community, when senseless violence is inflicted upon one of us, it is inflicted in some way upon all of us. Assaults of this kind are extremely rare here in Madison, but when they do occur, we come together in anger, in sadness, sometimes in fear, but always in support. On behalf of the university and the UWPD, I want to thank Chief Barnes, Assistant Chief Valenta, and all the amazing women and men of the Madison Police Department for their outstanding work on this case and for their ongoing partnership. We also appreciate the support of the Madison community for information and leads that they provided to assist MPD with this investigation. The violence perpetrated against this young woman Sunday morning was horrific and will not be tolerated. This is not Madison. This is not UW Madison. The safety of our Badger community remains and will always be our top priority. And we will continue to work on our campus and collaboratively with our city partners to prevent sexual violence. Thank you.
0: Chief Roman spoke of, of partnerships, um, as well as uh, Chief Valenta. Um, our mayor is here, uh, Mayor Sachi Rose Convey. Please come up and give us some more.
3: Thank you, Chief. Thank you all for joining us today. And um, thank you, Chief. Since the day that this terrible attack occurred, Uh, Chief Barnes pledged to do everything possible to bring this person to justice, and we obviously have taken a major step forward today. I want to thank Chief Barnes for his leadership. I want to thank Assistant Chief Paige Valenta for her work and her team's work, and all of the detectives and officers that put aside their weekend plans to rush in and to work on this case. I want to thank Chief Roman and her team as well. for their strong partnership throughout this process and, of course, the leadership at UW-Madison as well. It really has been a seamless collaboration. Um, I want to thank the business owners and community members who pulled tape uh, or video and sent it properly to MPD and, as has been mentioned already, folks who gave statements and provided the pieces of information that our team needed um, to get to this point. I also want to thank the folks uh, in the Violence Prevention Unit at Public Health Madison-Dane County uh, for the work that they do in our community every day to help us prevent things like this happening uh, in Madison. As Chief Roman said, this is not Madison, and we are working both through MPD and through the Violence Prevention Unit to make sure that we can prevent future attacks. I also want to thank the survivors, friends, and family for sharing information during a very traumatic time that helped with the investigation. I know that the entire Madison community stands behind this survivor and her family as they pursue a path towards healing. As someone whose family has been the victim of a violent attack in the past, I know that it does, in fact impact the entire family and all of our friends Uh, and so it is important that we support not just the survivor but her family in their healing process and i'm really glad that she'll have her badger family around her uh, to help in that process i want to ask everybody to please continue to respect this family's privacy as the case moves forward um, and to allow them to be in control uh, as much as possible in this situation And of course I want to ask our entire community to be part of the process of preventing sexual violence going forward. Um, We see too much sexual violence in our community. While this particular attack is of a kind that is extremely rare in Madison, it is true that people all across our community experience intimate partner violence, experience sexual harassment. And that is something that every single one of us can do something to prevent. We know that allowing any type of sexual harassment or violence allows escalation into something like this. And so I'll ask our entire community to work with us, to work with public health, to work with UWPD and with MPD to do everything we can to prevent sexual violence in our community. Thank you.
0: And just finally, before we take a few questions, um, there were so many people um, that were instrumental in bringing this case to a resolution. From the first responding officers who worked as diligently as I've ever seen, um, making sure that this entire crime scene um, was, was safe and making sure that the crime scene was preserved carefully, just like we are taught The first responders, and there are many people who I wanted to thank, but wish to remain anonymous, and that's okay. But if you're watching and you're listening, you know who you are, and uh, let me say thank you from each and every person here at the Madison Police Department, and you know to our detectives, who really sacrificed their weekends, you know, gladly so, to come in to work on this case. Thank you because. You know your work certainly did did not go un, unnoticed um, the investigative process um, is certainly not a perfect science there will always be things that we could have done better or maybe even faster but in the end we were able to solve this case and hopefully bring some relief to the family of our survivor and to our madison community we'll, we'll take a few questions Chief, can you walk me through just one more time as far as how he was discovered Someone heard her crying and then came out and saw him, or how did that go? Yeah, someone, you're correct, Some someone heard the commotion and was able to see him with her, and that's how we um, immediately discovered her, but again, uh, the public space cameras and things of that nature, our, our detectives spent a great deal of time combing through that, trying to put together a timeline, which is common in the investigative process, and that's how we discovered the vehicle. Um, again, Uh, The vehicle being stopped by Fitchburg and being able to determine that he was the driver, him not being able to say that, hey, someone else had my vehicle, was certainly um, a big plus for that. But, again, just a lot of good investigative work uh, on the ground canvassing. I didn't talk about that, um, but officers canvasses, detective canvassed maybe three times uh, in that particular area uh, looking for uh, people who wanted to come forward and say whatever that they saw. I thought that was an extreme um, uh, definitely an example of what community really is. And he tried to tell this witness who saw him then that he just found her that way. Is that... Basically, yes. Sure. Was there any
2: connection between the suspect and the victim, or was this
0: no connection? No, no connection. What no the connection. Pull they pulled him over for a registration violation. Thank you
2: why was he in madison is he local here does he live here
0: i believe he lives here i don't know what his purpose is for being here whether he's just a worker or a student i that i don't know okay. um, the most sounds like thing about this right is that this appears to be completely random he just spotted this victim at random? i think it is one of the most frightening things about it and you know we we have to have tough conversations with people who we may know uh, we don't know what people are dealing with and and certainly uh, we don't know if there was any thing in this person's uh, history, but we're going to look into all of that, obviously. But yes, I do think that is one of the things, which is why, you know, we we work extremely hard to be in places where we need to be. Uh, We have things in place. We talk to people about how to be safe, and our officers are certainly excellent at patrolling, not just in the vehicles. They do foot patrols. I mean, we have everything here, and we want to make sure uh, that people feel safe uh, in our city, and I think we do a good job of that
1: does this suspect have a criminal background we just got a press release um, from lawyers from from the suspect with pictures and kind of background on where he went to school um, was he in the database at all and are you looking at um, connecting him to
2: other unsolved crimes
0: well we don't have any information that he um, was a prior had prior um, convictions um, but of course we will always be looking to see if there may be something else that he may have been involved in I can tell you from from my experience that's always a very big part of the investigation um, because usually there may be something that this person may be hiding, there may be something in their personal or past life that we may need to know. But again, um, as Chief Valenta stated, this process is just beginning. We're gonna look um, detail by detail of everything that this person may be involved in.
3: Have you got an update on the victim, how she's doing?
0: Yeah, you know, I, I, don't, I wanna be respectful. You know, we have to be respectful of our survivor and what that person may be going through. And, you know, if you're a person of faith, the best thing we can do right now, obviously, is pray for her and give her family some space uh, to heal. Also, um, Assistant Chief Volante, you mentioned um, biological evidence on scene. Was there DNA of the suspect that you found on scene?
1: We're looking at a variety of biological evidence right now, and we certainly uh, intend to and have submitted uh, evidence to the crime lab in the biological realm you're waiting for those to come back? Yes. How long do those typically take? Uh, it can vary depending on the type of processing that uh, that goes on, but uh, it's something that we look forward to the return of.
0: What do you hear from the DA's office as far as in anticipation of any formal charges, initial appearances, anything yet? Yeah, well, I can't really speak to the DA right now. Um, certainly once we um, look into this case and see if there are any additional charges or anything that we can levy against them, we'll certainly do that. But. Um, you know, we have to respect the process we certainly don't want to be accused of influencing a decision in a form of government that that's really not under under our control um, but certainly i have no um, i have no heartburn about our district attorney they've always been great to work with they're very smart they help us out when we need them so and chief
1: when was he or where was he eventually located by your officers and taken into
0: custody uh, he was located uh, he was receiving some medical treatment
1: did that have anything to do with the issue?
0: I can't say if it did or didn't How many videos do you receive
2: from the community?
0: <laughs> that I don't know. I can't tell you that. I can probably uh have our PIO maybe give you an estimate, but um I will say that we did receive uh some really good cooperation from our community and I, and I think that's a part of who we are here in in Madison. I think it's very important. You know, public safety i always say is everyone's Responsibility, And so when things like this happen, it makes me feel good that, you know, they want to cooperate with us. It shows a level of trust that quite frankly, some communities do not have, but we do have it here in Madison. We want to continue that. So uh, one last question jail, um,
1: pretty early this morning, sure. um, but him or his arrest wasn't announced until later today. Sure. With the community on edge, you know, why did you guys choose to hold off on releasing that?
0: Sure, yeah. Well there's a lot that goes into the process and simply just being um, put in jail, there's a lot more to it than that. We wanted to make sure that we had all the pieces in place, that when we had this press conference we could answer your questions and make sure things were in detail. We mentioned uh, some biological evidence. We were hoping uh, to have some definitive about that today, and there are other things that we were looking forward to. But the most important thing is that we were able to notify the survivor uh, the survivor's parents, I should say, uh, and their family and kind of give them some closure. And that's really where our hearts and minds were at this time. So I apologize if that wasn't quick enough for you. But to be honest with you, that's where our hearts and mind was right now. Thank you. Is the awake and responsive? Is the what? Is the survivor awake and responsive? Uh, I'm not going to speak to her condition right now. I think that's private between uh, her and her family. But again, the best thing we can do for her right now is offer uh, our support. And if you're a person of faith like I am, offer your prayers. Thank you so much. Can
1: you talk about just some um, student resources out there? Sure. um, Just things like that on on campus and things students can use. Sure.
2: Yeah, so uh, we have a number of resources for students uh, on our campus, Uh, a very robust um, student affairs uh, enterprise uh, that can provide guidance Uh, not just around uh, some of the logistics of being a student on campus, but uh, also uh, mental health services and other supports uh, for uh, students who are struggling uh, for a variety of reasons. Of course, UWPD provides uh, support in proactive work to engage our students uh, in educational opportunities, uh, hopefully obviously designed toward prevention, uh, but also then uh, we have our response mode like all police departments do and uh, are there to support our students when and if they, they do uh, fall victim to, to crimes. Um, so uh, our Badger Safe app, I know we've been pushing a lot of information out about that recently. Uh, that is uh, a tool that we're very um, uh, pleased to have the ability to put in place. There are a number of features on that app that allow students to really have a, immediate and direct contact with a variety of resources on campus and, and many of them of course focused on safety. I would just add uh, for our entire community there's a number of
3: things that folks can do to help keep themselves safe um, and so certainly the Badger Safe app I think is a great resource there is also the safe walk service that's available on campus for students and really encourage students to take advantage of that so if you are studying late in the library or whatever it might be and you're not with a friend who can walk you home you can call the safe walk service and we also have a free late night bus service on campus which is always available in addition to we now have regular metro service that runs later in into the evening in our community it doesn't yet run all night but that's another resource for folks we always encourage people particularly late at night to uh, safety is in numbers. Go in a group. Uh, let folks know where you are. Let folks know when you arrive. And these are some really basic steps. We never blame the victim, but we do want to make sure that we are taking good care of ourselves and each other, um, and just using some really basic um, common sense steps to keep ourselves safe. Does the
2: Safe Walk app only go till one a.m.? And if so, is it? Do you know the details on that, hours? Um You know, I. I Perhaps should have had the uh, immediate answer on the hours, but that is something that is captured as well on the uh, Badger Safe app. It, it lists the hours, and there's a, a direct connect to call for those services uh, from the app. Those are services, of course, that are uh, restricted to the campus geography, uh, but those hours uh, are listed there, uh, and, uh, and at, at times they do flex those hours depending on um, special circumstances uh, occurring on campus
1: this attack happen outside of the Badger Safe App area? And
3: is there any idea of expanding that maybe after football games and big events like
2: that? So there isn't technically an area that the Badger Safe App covers. I mean, it's for the entire campus community. I think what you're speaking to are uh, our emergency notifications. And uh, we have expanded our uh, notification area to include areas in the downtown uh, city area that are off campus, so that's an expansion that we did uh, a few years ago, uh, and really focusing on those uh, highly uh, dense student population neighborhoods within the city that are proximate to campus. Of course, we are always evaluating that and 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 in touch with. Uh, Where different incidents impacting our students are occurring when they're occurring off campus. And so the potential of uh, expanding our area of coverage for those notifications is certainly something that is always uh, under evaluation.
0: Thank you so much.